The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Like that, when you hear that song, you know it's that time. It's time to listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I've been waiting not all day, not all night, but as I always say, I wait all week this for this opportunity. And you know, if you don't wait all week for something, it must be something that's very special to you. And of course, this show is to me. For those of you who'd like to uh, also find it special and take time out to perhaps maybe. Uh, you know, give me a call. I always welcome calls. Most of the time, I just kind of handle this thing by myself, you know. But at one eight eight eight, that's three eights, three four six nine one four four. Again, that's one eight eight eight, three four six nine one four four. Shout out to my man Hanford Dixon, top dog. Just got finished talking to Hanford about a couple things, and uh, certainly want to continue to wish him well in his endeavors. Uh, Hopefully uh, we may see Hanford on the big screen sometime soon here, but uh, um, appreciate the friendship, appreciate the time playing together, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing some things together here real soon as well. But, uh, boy, speaking of Cleveland, there's uh, some big things going on out there in Cleveland. And, um, you know, one of those things that's going on, of course, is uh, what happened to uh, Dante Stallworth, or I should say what happened to um, a gentleman who was uh, a casual uh, victim to, uh, I guess a life shouldn't be thought of as being casual, but he was a casualty. He ended up dying as a result of uh, Mr. Stallworth uh, running him over um, because of you know him not being able to be at his best uh, in terms of his attention, his alertness, his driving skills, because he was under the influence of alcohol. And however, I might want to commend this man for standing up for what he did. And, you know, I'm a former athlete myself. It's, it's, a, it's a unique fraternity, something I'm very much proud to be a part of. But every now and then, you know, we as human beings just make, you know, mistakes, stupid mistakes. You know, very, very stupid mistakes. And, and obviously, you know, here's a young man who is, you know, possibly... You know, his career, you know, his passion, what he loved. He, he could have played maybe his last game for the Cleveland Browns, but he possibly could play his last pro football game. Is is pro football that important? Not when you talk about life and death, you know, and because he made a bad decision, uh, someone lost their life. And, and so um, my heart goes out to the family of which uh, they lost their father, uh, someone lost a husband, someone lost, I'm sure, a brother or sister, and, and someone, perhaps maybe his parents, if they're still with, you know, here on earth, they lost a son. Um, 
it's just hard to you know to accept you know uh, any type of punishment. Uh, now this was an accident; it wasn't intentionally done. Um, you know, a young man was it's a decent young man, but he he made a terrible mistake. But you know, when I look at, I always talk about the the punishment fitting the crime. Um, this was an accident, but I, I know if it were me. If I lost my brother, my sister, my son, my mom, or my dad, and somebody only got 30 days in prison, would I be happy? Hell no. Um, but it's not for me to decide because the family, uh, the family decided that it was going to be okay for them. And I believe, according to the reports, that it was agreed upon that uh, they didn't want this thing to play out in the media, that they wanted to move on with their life. And they made a settlement. And so because of that, if it's okay with the family, then it has to be, and it should be okay with the majority of us. So I want to make the comment, in my opinion, um, yeah, he probably should have got a, a lot more time than 30 days. If, if it were me, yeah, I'd probably want, you know, uh, mercy. Mercy, Lord, you know, suit would suit my case because that's what I would be begging for. But... Um, Sometimes when, you know, when you're attached to that thing, there's an emotional attachment. You you know, you think, wow, have mercy. But the other side of the fence, the other people who who feel victimized, um, you know, you feel for them. But, again, that family agreed, and so there's some type of settlement. So uh, I would imagine it would be a life-changing moment for for Mr. Stallworth, and and I'm sure it has. I, I can only imagine as I as I said uh, some time back when it first happened, a little kid ran in front of my car, and and I just thank God that I was able to stop. Now the little kid was dead wrong; he was chasing a ball. But man, I I couldn't imagine myself seeing, you know, over and over and over a picture of me running over a little kid. So when we drive these vehicles, be very careful. And and listen, I, I can't say that I've never gone to you know gone out to dinner. I've never gone, you know, to watch a game with a few of the fellas. And, and and I've had a drink and have been there watching the game, enjoying time with my wife at a restaurant, had a drink and got into the car. You know, and I you know, and, and I gotta stop to think about that. We we all need to think about that. We we do that too much. And there's days like today where, where I reflect on that and I just stop and think about that and perhaps maybe that's something I, I shouldn't do again. And I'm saying here on the air, and it's like, God forbid anything ever happens, but I'm going to try my best that if I'm going to go out and have some wings and watch the game, I'm I'm not going to drink and I'm not going to drive. Life-changing circumstances like this happen, and you hope and pray that you can have the discipline that it takes to not do that, or at least let somebody else drive. So um, my prayers go out to that family. And uh, let me move on a little bit. And uh, let me talk a little bit about, you know, I I had to wait a week. So I didn't get a chance to uh, follow up with my comments about the Lakers winning. And uh, I want to do that, you know, because, of course, you know, I'm not here to say I told you so. But I did tell you that the Lakers would win. I didn't know how many games because that's irrelevant. It doesn't make a difference if it's a, you know, if it's a sweep, you know, if it's uh, if it takes five games, you know, like back in the day, you know, Moses, Malone, four, five, four, 
You know, it don't make a difference if it's five games, if it's six games. It, what matters is that you win that NBA championship. And, and in this case, you know, um, Kobe and his teammates and his coaches and the entire staff, administration of that team, um, they should be commended. You know, last year they lost to the Boston Celtics. And uh, and this year they won. They beat the Orlando Magics. Now, you know, when you look back and you think about it, and you and you go down and you look at each championship matchup over the years, and you think about great matchups. Now, I do not think that this is going to show up years from now as one of the greatest playoff matchups ever. In fact, I know it will not. It just wasn't there. You know, what was there was perhaps maybe premature, but what was there is the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Los Angeles Lakers. That was there as one of the greatest championship matches in NBA history because there were two great players that were there. And I'm just not so sure. Superman, nah. We might want to take your cape back because I'm I'm just not sure yet. You know, when we say great players, sometimes we use that word very casually and perhaps maybe it's not earned yet. The right to be called great, it happens over a period of time. Even even the most valuable players, you know, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. I believe LeBron James was the MVP this year, but I've, I've often said, should an MVP player, whoever is awarded that MVP of the league, should that MVP award go to a player that doesn't take his team to a championship game or series and then win it? You know, I'm I'm just not so sure. Maybe we should just consistently do like they do in football. You know, Madden has his MVP player of the game. Each team has MVP player ball. You get a game ball or something like that. Perhaps maybe we should continue to do it that way. But I truly believe in my heart that I believe that the most valuable player of a league should get his team to a championship and win it. How can you be the most valuable player and and your team doesn't get to the championship series. Not only do they not get there and win it, but they don't get there. So that 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 says something to me. For those players out there, maybe there's a lot of guys out there who may think different than I do. But how can somebody be the most valuable player in the league and take home that honor, that trophy, and yet and still have to watch on TV somebody else win a game? The commercials are right on time. Hey, hey, LeBron. Hey, man, can you call Kobe? Can you get some tickets? You know, hey, that that is right. That should not happen to an MVP. An MVP of a league should not be a part of a commercial of which he has to ask for tickets to the game to watch the real MVP do his thing. A lot of people don't like Kobe, but that's what the most valuable player does. The most valuable player makes his team better. He gets better as time goes on. You see him do things that he hasn't done before. We are now talking about Kobe in a fashion of which we've never described him before. We've seen Kobe become a player this year that he hasn't been before. They're realizing that he doesn't have to take every shot. He doesn't have to have the ball at all times. That he actually can be, you know, the one who distracts everybody's attention and believing that perhaps maybe 
he is going to score, and he watches his other teammates go to the hole and make it count. Listen, I'm excited because that's Kobe Bryant, the best basketball player on the planet. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm going to take a break, and I'll see you on the other side. But together we need a perfect soulmate. Talk to me, girl. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. Of course, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Let me give a shout-out to a few people. I want to give a shout-out to Ed Thompson out there in the Pittsburgh area. Of course, uh, Ed is executive director out there in that area, I believe, of the uh, that area of the football university and, and, and the things that they do there with those fine young men in the Pittsburgh area. And speaking of Pittsburgh, of course, I want to give a shout-out to my man Fish, too. Fish sent me a text 
uh, which I asked him to do, by the way. I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. And Fisher's not the kind of the man who's just going to, you know, send anybody just a text. But I asked him to send me a text. I didn't want to wait. I still ain't seen it in person yet, but he sent me a text of, of that ring, you know. And uh, that's one thing about Pittsburgh, man. The Steelers, they got a number of rings, and I, I've never had my own. Tried on a lot of Super Bowl rings. Uh, but Fish was back there in Pittsburgh as well um, and uh, picked up his Super Bowl ring. And so um, give him a shout-out as well, Kelvin Fisher. Got that second Super Bowl ring. Uh, Pittsburgh continues to do their thing. But uh, as I said, shout-out to my man out there. Also, Ed Thompson, Football University. But let me let me get back a little bit as I, as I was talking uh, a few minutes ago a little bit about just with Kobe and, and what he's done and what LeBron – has not done, and, and they're talking about the NBA draft, and they're, they're talking about what the Knicks can pick up to complement the acquisition of LeBron James. I mean, they got LeBron out of Cleveland already. And listen, I you know, Orlando, who just lost the NBA championship, they got some issues now. Turk Lou, he, he he's gone, I believe. He opted out, so either they're going to have to sign him or they're not. And I just... I agree with what's happening with some of the players nowadays. And I, 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 know, I know there are many people out there who may disagree with it. But this is a business. And you've got to do what's best for you. You as an individual, you, you know, back in the day, NBA players used to be their own private corporations. And I don't know how those contracts are being negotiated nowadays. But it, we couldn't do that as NFL players. We, we weren't signed as corporations we we were ju- we we're just a player, okay. So, uh, but basketball players have always been a step ahead of of football players uh, in their contracts, um, just in in the style of which uh, they've been rewarded, um, their accomplishments. You know, they've just been a step ahead. You know, just the, the NBA organization. I think you know it's a first class operation. The NFL is as well. But the relationships of the players and, and the treatment of the players, uh, it just seems to foster much better than in football. Football seems to be something that's very bitter. There are always bitter relationships in football players and football owners and football teams. And, and maybe it's because it's such a violent sport. I don't know. But, but, but they seem to be, you know, a little bit ahead of us. And even with, the, you know, players, you know, you don't, you don't talk about – you know, here you are talking about LeBron James being in New York in 2010 already. And, you know, he's still got a season to play in Cleveland. And they're already putting together a team that they feel will, will fit better with LeBron James there. I, I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say that the entire state of Ohio, from down near Kentucky, where we, you know, Cincinnati and Kentucky, all those folks down there by in Cincinnati, all those folks up north, you know, up in Toledo, certainly Cleveland, Akron, Canton, Youngstown, uh, Steubenville, Niles, Warren, Alliance, uh, boy, every every city that I missed. Everybody in the state of Ohio needs to get together and do what we can to show an appreciation for. King James, keep him there. 
you know, sometimes a person just wants to know that he is appreciated and he is wanted. I don't care if LeBron goes to New York. He cannot become a bigger star just because he's in New York as opposed to being in Cleveland. Now, all those marketers out there, all those people in the advertising world, I'm sure they don't care to 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 dispute that with me because they know it's true. Nowadays, it doesn't make a difference where you are. It's who you are. So you don't you can be anywhere in the world and they can still um, make you a big star. You know, with modern day technology, you know, hey, you can be all over the world. As a matter of fact, we are as we speak all over the world. So LeBron doesn't need to leave Cleveland in order to be a megastar. But what he does need to do is he needs to win a championship. And LeBron, I would say that just like that commercial, you and Kobe hanging out, you need to hang out with Kobe a little bit more and find out what it is that, you know, humble yourself. Don't, don't worry about that. Dwight Howard, I think you need to spend some more time with Kobe. But I don't know, Dwight, I don't know if you necessarily need to spend time with Kobe. Uh, there might be a, a big man. You know, maybe, maybe Patrick Ewing may not be the personality that you need. But certainly, you know, I can see, I can see an Elijah one. You know, I, I can see you spending time with him. Shout out to Elijah one, wherever he may be. He may be back in Africa someplace helping our brothers and sisters over there because that's the kind of man he is. Uh, shout out to the good Reverend Lusk, Herb Lusk. The praying tailback back there in Philadelphia, who now is in Africa, helping out those in need uh, as a result of the AIDS virus. And he does such great work at People for People in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But I, I just feel that there's no doubt Dwight Howard needs to spend some time. And, and Patrick, you know, who's done a great job. But there's somebody else that Dwight Howard needs to spend time with. Because Dwight Howard does too many things that deter from his team being successful. First of all, he gets in foul trouble entirely too much. Uh, I think he needs to control his emotions a little bit more. They distract his, his, his production on the court. And there's a couple different parts of his game that he needs to just master. Uh, athletically, the man's got a lot of talent. Let's say he's got a lot of potential. But he, he's not a great player right now. Uh, he has the potential to become a great player, but he's got a lot of facets of his game of which he needs to work on uh, in order to take that crown from Kobe Bryant. Because right now, you know, I don't know, you know, if I look next year, is, is there a better team than the Lakers who who's sitting right there to win that NBA championship? I mean, last year when when Boston won it, you know, and they, they beat the Lakers pretty good last year. I think they beat them in six. But you could see where perhaps maybe if, if the Lakers would have made a couple changes, uh, Bynum would have been healthy, you know, throughout the entire series, and they would have had access to maybe, you know, two seven-footers in the lineup and, and very athletic seven-footers. It can certainly, you know, help your team. Uh, and so, you know, you looked and you thought, well, I don't know, maybe next year the Lakers might be able to do that. Well, they came back and showed you that they could do that. And, and then it was the determination of two people. And in this whole big picture, I think they, you know, they have given him some credit. But what, what, what Phil Jackson has been able to do, that, that is amazing for him to be able to do that. And, and Phil's written a couple books. And I think some coaches need to spend some time with Phil as well. 
because I don't I, here's where I think some people forget is there was a struggle between three egos, Phil Jackson, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. There was a struggle between three very powerful egos and, and some decisions had to be made. And then there's Dr. Buss was involved, so there was four egos involved in there. And then here's the thing about it. Here's the forgotten misnomer. I believe Phil's, maybe she's his girlfriend, his fiance, his wife now is Dr. Buss's daughter. So that was a very, 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 you know, explosive relationship going on between those four or five people. And out of it, you know, Kobe came out of it. And Kobe came out of it with Phil Jackson still there. Dr. Buss's daughter kind of took a backseat. Shaq was gone. Kobe went through some, you know, oh, oh, turbulent type of situation with his relationship and some other stuff that happened to him off the, off the court. Some accused of rape, you know. I mean, wow. For them to be embraced, Kobe and Phil Jackson, I would have loved to hear what Kobe said to him. I'm sure it was something like, Thank you. It had to be. It, it had to be. Thank you. You know, and, 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 and I think so many people, you know, forgot about what Phil did. Phil stuck by Kobe. I'm sure when when Shaq was was making his move, I'm sure that it, it, it came down to Phil had to step up and say, OK, here's who I want to go to war with. If you're going to tell me it's got to be Kobe or it's going to be Shaq. He chose Kobe. Now, we all feel that you can't win a championship without a big man. I believe that. But I guess Kobe felt that I could win a championship with a big man. It doesn't have to be Shaquille O'Neal. But if you get me a big man in here, I can win a championship. And I believe that's why a couple of years ago, Kobe was very upset because he didn't have the big man in there that he necessarily felt that he needed to win that championship. And he was very, very, very emotionally upset about that. He was very outspoken about that, and he went on record. Kobe was asking to be traded because what he wanted, he didn't get, and he knew what he wanted. You know, that's how come, you know, they're throwing around this, you know, basketball IQ, football IQ. You know, finally, there are some people who never before ever got the credit for being, you know, not just athletically gifted, but to understand the game at such a at such a high level of intelligence that they could they could teach and they could become like a coach on the court or the field, and you saw Kobe was de- without a doubt. Please don't get it, you know, messed up, screwed up, interpreted the way it was. Kobe was a player coach throughout that series, on the court and on the bench. You saw him coaching his fellow teammates. You saw Michael Jordan do it many times as well. But but Kobe and Phil, man, that, that's something that needs to go down. And, and we need to give it its rightful credit that it deserves in terms of, wow, what they went through to get to where they finally ended up at, and that's champions of the world. I guess I got to take another break. I got some music. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's Living Like It Matters. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back on the other side. Why don't you come back with me?
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back here listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Let me give a shout-out. I just want to give a shout-out right now. I'm not going to mention any names, but I want to give a shout-out to those out there and some of our, com- let's say, competitors, but in this space that we work in together, this space of online media, uh, I appreciate the fact that those of you out there listening have been listening to Voice America Sports, and you, you appreciate the content. Particularly, you appreciate the fact that we have former professional athletes on here, you know, bringing it to you from our perspective. You know, uh, this is uh, this. I'm not a sports reporter. I'm just letting you know how someone who has been blessed by the good Lord Jesus, who I believe in strongly to play a game at the highest level and then have the opportunity to talk about it. You know, it, I'm sharing my passion with you. And at many times, as there's many of you, I can give you a blueprint of how to how to get this thing done in terms of playing ball on the field. And then I try to do the best I can to be an example afterwards. And I just want to share that with you. So I appreciate those out there of some other, you know, uh, I, I guess they're networks 
you know, some online media distribution channels uh, who also are putting together their own sports uh, content. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate all those uh, men who work with me here uh, at Voice America Sports and women uh, who have been a part of this Voice America Sports channel, uh, of which I take tremendous pride in. And so we're going to be bringing some other people on uh, to the network. Uh, you know, shout out to my man uh, Byron out there. Shout out to Brian. Uh, also, I, w- I want to shout out to uh, to Jared. Uh, hey, Jared, send a shout out to my boy Charlie Mack, too, man. Let him know I said what's up. Charlie Mack, oh, way back. <laughs> I remember back in the day, Charlie Mack used to get shoes from Harold Carmichael. Uh, Charlie Mack in high school was wearing a size 17 shoe. So shout out to my boy, uh, Charlie Mack. Man, I'm sorry, that was maybe 14, maybe not, not 17, Charlie Mack. But, uh, but anyway, I just want, I wanted to take that time out to, to say that. But now let me move on to something I want to talk about. Because I'm going to talk about Brett Favre at the end. Because we're going to save the best for last. Brett is one of the best to ever played a game, so we're going to save the best for last. But I'm going to talk about something else right now, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, let me just say this. The Dallas Cowboys have sunk as low as you possibly can go when it comes to the NFL and the way of which you have to keep yourselves in the forefront of the media is when you have to consistently talk about an ex-player. Come on, fellas, it's been a long, long time, a long time since the Cowboys have ever had to do that. I don't know if they've ever had to do that. But the biggest name currently in the Cowboys uh, media, uh, you know, the only media attention that they get now is from an ex-Cowboy. That's T.O. That's the biggest news story related to the Dallas Cowboys. It's T.O. Now, when your great players, your most recent great players, don't think you've done the right thing in terms of you gave up your best player, in terms of production on your team of what you have, you let your best player go. Why? In the locker room, you know, he was a cancer in the locker room. I don't think what T.O., and this is what people got to understand. Again, this is some blueprint stuff here. Pick it up. You don't win that game in the locker room. I don't care what anybody says to you. If anybody tells you you win that game in the locker room, that's somebody ain't ever played the game. You know, you've heard people say you win or you lose the game on the practice field. But you don't win or lose that game in the locker room. No. Mm-mm. No. That doesn't happen. You need that man on your football team. T.O. was going to put, I saw something on the NFL Network. I, I can't believe I saw this. Now, they were talking about T.O. on the NFL Network. Of course, they were showing you highlights of the Dallas Cowboys at practice. And I don't care when it is. I don't care if it's OTAs. I don't care if it's MTAs. I don't care if it's MIAs, okay? I saw Roy Williams bent over, bro, like he wasn't in shape. I have never in my life, never, ever, Seen T.O. look like he ain't in shape. The man wouldn't even know that ain't in his vocabulary. You ain't going to never see him at any time look as if, guess what, he can't go this play. He, no, he, he got that Kellen Winslow attitude where, okay, I'm going to fall out 
after the game is over. That's the kind of shape T.O. shows up in. I'm telling you, there's already talk about the commitment in terms of, you know, how much time this man puts into his body to be ready to play a game. That's Roy Williams. You don't ever get that question about T.O. T.O. wants the ball at all times. Now, Roy's going to go and, you know, make a couple comments about, you know, hey, I'm going to go to, you know, to my quarterback, you know, Romo, and let him know that, you know, I need to get the ball. <laughs> you know, hey, nah. No, man. You got, Roy, you got to be you. You got to be you. And right now, we don't really know who you are. You know, in terms of, listen, I, I, you didn't get the ball much last year. I, listen, how, why do they think all of a sudden now that even if you covered, you open, but when they bought you in last year, why didn't they think that last year? If you were covered, you were open, so why didn't they throw the ball to you last year? No. I think the Cowboys have made a terrible mistake. They've made a terrible mistake, and I think they're starting to realize it because, listen, one thing that does happen, it doesn't happen in the locker room, but it happens on the practice field, is it starts to somehow evolve, and it becomes a part of, the, of your vision, and you can actually see. You can actually see when you're a part of something special. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't hear that coming out of Dallas. I don't hear during these OTAs, that Dallas, man, this looks like this could be a team made up of something very special. Anybody who's ever won a championship, anybody who's ever, you know, competed to the point where, okay, I think we're ready to go to that next level of improvement. This team is so much better at this time than we were last year. We're not hearing those kind of things coming out of Dallas. This is a team that is built. The biggest arena in the history of sports for the fans to come and watch a team next year? I don't know if people are going to be excited about that, but I got my man D-Man on the line. D-Man, what's going on? What's going on, heavy hitter? As usual, blowing it up. Blowing it up, my man. Man, I'm telling you what's blowing up. I think it's blowing up in the, in the Dallas Cowboys' face down there. I think they're starting to feel that pressure that Roy Williams is not the answer. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that because I think what you really have to look at is that even in the wide open offense, and I say that very you know, loosely, wide open in Detroit, um, where he was really the only target there until Calvin Johnson got there, um, he really uh, played six games all year, put up big stats in those six games, and other than that, I mean, he would disappear. Uh, now you take a look at uh, what Dallas has. Um, they got Miles Austin. Um, who's he? You got the Travis Wilson, okay, who's he? Patrick Creighton, okay, who's he? You're, you're talking about now you have Roy Williams. Even if he did play at a high level, you're talking about a guy who's going to get double teamed. But I think you can beat the Dallas Cowboys without double teaming Roy Williams and, 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 and really concentrate on Winton. But the kid that you really have to look at, and I know you were probably going to get to that, is Tony Roma. Well, it, I, well I believe, again, I, I think what it is is let's keep the pressure off of Tony. I mean, that's why they ran T.O. out, mm -hmm. you know, to be cowboy friendly mm -hmm. is to, you know, get T.O. out of here so that Tony Romo doesn't have to worry about, you know, hearing Terrell, you know. But Terrell is, listen, I, that's the kind of player I want. Right, right. I'm telling you, when you got prime time, you know, when you got Michael Irvin and when you got Troy Aikman, 
Yeah. Who all of them consistently feel as if you got rid of your best player, and for what? Yeah, you 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 got to understand that you know the last two years, what has Romo really done? Outside outside of having good regular season, he just has not been able to put it together in the postseason, which is what the Cowboys are known for anyway. So the Cowboys have never been an organization that's known to have a great regular season and then a fall asleep in the, in the postseason. Well, it's all about postseason for them. Well, for the postseason for them has been non-existent. Right. For the last 13, 16 years, they haven't, even, they haven't won a postseason game. Right. So you're talking about three great running backs, and I say great, but three outstanding running backs in, in Choice and Barber and Felix Jones, if he can stay healthy. But I, I'm going to tell you this, they, they really have nothing to really threaten a defense with because I don't think anybody in the NFL really respects Roy Williams. I just, I just don't see it. Well, I'll I tell you what, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a long list of names before mm-hmm. you get to Roy Williams. If you ask any of the DBs in the NFL, who would they hate to line up against? Who would they fear? First of all, they don't fear anybody. That's why they play DB. Right. They don't fear anyone. But who would they be the most concerned about? It's going to be a long time before you get to Roy Williams. Right. And I, I, I don't think Roy Williams has and, – and, and here's the deal. There's a difference – between and this is me on the outside looking in. I never played the game, so I, I'm just going to tell you what I see on the outside looking in. There's a guy, Roy Williams, who has the size, who has the talent, but not necessarily the passion or the driven passion to be great. And the difference between him and the young man that you eat, the two guys that we have here in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, you got Larry Fitzgerald, give me the damn ball. And then you got Anquan Bolden, hey, listen, don't give him the ball, get me the ball. You don't hear about Roy Williams stepping up saying, listen, you got to get me the ball. It's, it's not in his nature. And for those guys, it's not what they say, it's what they do. Exactly. And see, and that's the thing, it's an attitude that you play about. You know, there was a, a, a young man, I'm going to call him a young man from Temple University by the name of John Cheney. And he said, winning is an attitude. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams. You need an attitude adjustment. There you go. I'm sorry. We got music, D-Man. You know what that means. That means I got to take a break here. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Hanging out with my man, D-Man, on Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. Go, go, go. And on the count of three. Go, 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 go. And on the count of three. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribs, No Average Joe is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. All right, we're back. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. Uh, listen, I, I want to take time out to, uh, you know, Cowboys. I'm going to get away from the Cowboys for a minute, you know, but that's, a, that's in my DNA. I play for the Philadelphia Eagles. We don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I got to talk about that every now and then, you know. But right now, let me let me talk a little bit about this. Earlier, I talked. Give a shout out to my man Ed Thompson from Football University. I want to back up for one second, and I want to say something to the world, particularly those of us here in the United States of America who love this game called football. There's something going on in my hometown right now. Whenever something goes on in my hometown, I got to let everybody know about it. There is something going on in Canton, Ohio, that I want every mother and father of a football player in the United States of America to wake up and listen to what I'm about to say right now. Don't you sleep on this one. Everybody out there in the world who cares about the game of football and who cares about those football players here in the United States of America, I want you to wake up and listen to what I'm about to say. USA football is having a tournament of football players from all over the world. High school football players from all over the world that have come into Canton, Ohio to compete in a football tournament. Now, I want you to understand what's going on here now. This is becoming a global game. The NFL has tried on numerous occasions to test their game to see how it's received in different parts of the world. And that's to kind of gauge what people feel and think about this game. Remember now, the Super Bowl was broadcasted in how many parts of the world? How many different languages? Young men out there that are playing football right now, I want you to understand because you know what? I always tell people, I can tell how a person feels about something 
and the kind of passion they have about something, and if it's the right thing or the wrong thing, not by what you do, but what would you advise your child to do? So let me tell you what I'm advising my son, who is a ball player, and if he plays fine, if he does, I'm happy with that too because I got something I can go and watch the game with. But if you're playing this game and you got a son that's playing this game right now, I want you to know, let him know that his competition is not those kids on his high school team. His competition is not those kids that he plays against. His competition is the other states in this country. But now the NFL has taken it to a new level, and it is now the people that play this game of football around the world. They are looking for talent not just in the United States of America, but they are looking for talent around the world. Now, I may be wrong, but if I read correctly and if I interpret what I read correctly, they are even going as far as saying this. If indeed you have great talent, if indeed if you have great intellect and you want to be a part of this great game called football in America, If you would like to come to a school here and attend that school and go there in high school and play football, we'll work with you. I think they'll even go as far as working with you financially. So they'll bring you over, put you in a school that's got a good program academically and athletically in preparation that you'll go to a college and university and one day you'll be playing the National Football League. Did you hear what I just said? It was kind of silent right there. You'll one day play in the National Football League. That's called investing in their future, but looking beyond the borders of this country to find great football players. And listen, if you got the passion and you want to play this game, you better take your game to another level because now it's not just the guy in your neighborhood or in your state or in this country, but it's players from around the world. They'll be in Canton, Ohio. In the next few weeks, just check it out and remember what I told you. I don't know if D-Man is still with me, but if he's not, let me move on to the next thing because we're talking about the best players in the world. Brett Favre. Now, Brett wants to play football. See, I I think sometimes, again, it it, it gets to the point where you play football for as long as your body will allow you to play football. But your body will tell you when you can't play anymore. Your mind may play games on you, but your body will let you know when you can't play anymore. A quarterback, there's certain routes. If you can't throw those routes anymore, if your arm just isn't there, you you can't play the game anymore. Right now, I believe Brett Favre can still play this game. And Brett still wants to play. He won nine games last year. He was one game short of being in the playoffs last year. You know, there, there are still... There's still a need for some good quarterbacks out there. And Brett is still one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League. And he he would be starting somewhere. Okay? So if the man wants to play, I agree. If he has the ability to play, he should play. If he can't play, then he shouldn't play. But if he has the ability to play, if he can make plays, and he's a winner, and he can motivate his teammates, and he can make the players around him better, then he should play. Now, for those of you who think that he just wants to play with the Minnesota Vikings so he can play against the Green Bay Packers, that's only one game. Maybe twice if you know if they play each other twice a year. That's two games. Think about it. Does he want to 
you know, perform in front of the world to look bad. Suppose he has a bad game. You know, some days you show up at the office and you might have a bad day. Suppose he has, you know, a bad day on that game. I, I, I don't think he wants to do that. But I got my man Kwame Lasseter on the line. Kwame. Hey, Ray, what's up? Buddy? What's going on, man? I was talking a little bit about, about Brett. You know, I was talking about the Cowboys before, but I, I was talking about Brett and coming back. Brett doesn't want to just come back to play against the Green Bay Packers, man. Brett want to get another ring. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that, but I, I heard you talking about the Cowboys and you made something a uh, statement about football, USA, around the world. Yeah. And, and the bottom line to that, let me speak on that for about 10 seconds. Go ahead. It's a business. It's just it's no different from what the uh, MLB does, Major League Baseball does. Where do you think we get uh, Major League Baseball's 5% minority, and that's not black? Hey, Kwame, but let me ask you something, man. I, I'm glad that, that you are aware of this as well. But when are we going to start telling these young men here, that our young men that are playing this game of football, that it's not just about competing with those on your team and the country. You know, people from all over the country playing football now. you got to step your game up. Yeah, but we who have an interest in the young men and the, and the young kids of America should tell them now. But if it's a business and I want to profit off you down the road, why would I tell you if you're ignorant to the fact and you don't know what I'm doing to you? Um, so the, I don't think a lot of programs or higher-up programs like the National Football League, like the Major League Baseball, I'm going to put you in camps and I'm going to monitor you. I'm going to watch you as you get older. Baseball-wise, if I can get you at 17, um, I'm going to get you at 17 and make you a Major League pro. If there's an incident going on right now with this high school boy, 16 years old, who's going to forego his two years of high school to go – play uh, Major League Baseball. Now, now Kwame, you, now, I, I know we've had a conversation about that before, and I, I'm going to let that one go, but you're right. Now that, and, and so are you, are you saying that we may get to the point where sometimes they will allow that in football? It's a farm. They're doing it now. It's, that's why you got the USA camps and stuff like that if they're sponsored by the NFL. The NFL has a vested interest in all Oh, stuff. yeah, but they're not letting them, they're not letting them play. They're not paying them. Play no, 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 for, no, you know? no, not paying them. No, they're not paying them. And they're not paying these guys overseas to play baseball. They're just building uh, – diamonds for these guys. They're building programs where these guys can play baseball all year. We, both of us, you and I, we live in Arizona. You can play this sports all year round and, and hone your craft and skill and get skilled in what you do best. But I think everything is a farm. Is a farm. You build stuff. If I got if I got a male and female cow, I'm going to mate them. I want three cows. I want four cows. I'm going to build this up until when I get to a point where I can use it to make a profit from it. Oh, watch it now. You about, you, you about ready to step on the toes of, uh, oh, man, Jimmy the Greek. I think he said something about taking two people and putting them together. <laughs> Jimmy the Greek made it a rush. This, hey, this hey, is, uh, he, you know, uh, Jimmy might have thought about something back there, but we ain't going to go there. But, Kwame, man, I appreciate you, Carl. I appreciate you listening, man. I'm going to continue to listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports on the Voice America Network as well. Kwame's on Tuesdays, and uh, you can always hear him live. Listen, you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's Living Like It Matters, but I got to go, so I got to say I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.